TechShift is supported by North Park University, offering more than 40 undergraduate programs within an intercultural Christian setting on the north side of Chicago. More at northpark.edu. North Park University, lives of significance and service. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Today in Tech Shift, last year, microbes from our favorite Chicago dinosaur, that would be the Field Museum's Sue the T-Rex, were launched into space. It was part of an effort to send microbes from all kinds of Earth environments into space to see how they grow. The point? To learn how these microbes, associated with everyday human life, react in a closed, limited gravity environment and what implications this might have for humans during long-term space travel. We're talking about it today because we have an update a year into the project. One of the researchers involved in Project Mercury is Dr. David Coyle. He's a project scientist in the microbiology lab of Jonathan Eisen at the University of California at Davis. And joins us now. Dr. Coyle, welcome to TechShift. Thanks for having me. Can you remind us exactly what was sent into space last April? Sure. Uh, we spent about a year collecting microbes all around the country from a variety of sort of public venues and interesting places. And we sent 48 bacteria to see how well they grew on the space station. And what's been going on over this past year? How well have it, has it gone? Well, it went well at the beginning. Uh, the astronauts thought out our experiment, got ready to go, and, and turned out the machine they need was broken. And that took about nine months to get fixed, so they went back into the freezer. And then uh, early this year, they thawed them out, grew them up, and now we've finished analyzing all that data. And what have you found? Well, we found that the vast majority of the bugs we sent up grew about the same in space and Earth, which is actually kind of reassuring from the point of view of manned space flight. Why is that reassuring? Well, most research in the past has focused on pathogens, organisms that are dangerous to humans, which is understandable. NASA doesn't want their astronauts to get sick. But we're sort of interested in a more fundamental question. How do the normal bacteria, the normal microbes that surround us, how do they behave in space in a microgravity environment? And why would that be important? Well, mainly just because we keep talking a lot about going to Mars, for example, and it's a six-month or longer voyage. You seal a bunch of people up in a metal can. It'd be nice to know that the microbes that are associated with people uh, behave normally in that environment. And so we're talking about bacteria, but obviously what you're talking about is the healthy bacteria that we all need that's sort of part of our, our I guess, our, our immune system and on our bodies and around us. Well, these are actually more of the, the neutral variety, I would say. I mean, there's our microbes inside us that we need, and then there's the ones that we're always talking about that make people sick. But we're also surrounded by a huge community of more or less neutral microbes from the perspective of human health. And so if they're neutral, why do we need them? Well, we don't necessarily need them, but they're part of a, a natural ecosystem around us. So if they're missing, then there's more space for those bad things to grow up. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised, Dr. Coyle, by what the results were, that this was pretty normal? A little bit, just because many of the bacteria that have been looked at previously have behaved differently in space. But again, the focus has been very much on pathogens. And so, you know, we might have expected from that that more of these would behave differently, but that's not what we observed. 
And do we know exactly how well the microbes that were on Sue, how those performed? What exactly were the microbes from Sue? Uh, well, we sent one microbe from Sue. It was uh, a tough to pronounce Penobacillus mucilaginous. And uh, it grew almost identical in space and on Earth. And it was kind of in the middle of the pack in terms of how it compared to the other microbes we collected. Now, I know there was one microbe, uh, Bacillus saifensis, if we're talking about hard-to-pronounce microbes. That one performed differently. Uh, what, how did that perform differently? Well, that one was kind of interesting because it grew a lot better in space than on Earth. And we don't really know what that means yet, but it's kind of cool. And what does that particular bacterium, what does it do? Well, I don't think a lot is known about it. Uh, It's pretty ubiquitous. Many of its relatives are found pretty much everywhere. You could probably find it in your backyard. Uh, I don't think a lot is known about how it interacts with with people or or the space around us. So did the scientists on the space station, did they just kind of let them grow or did they do different experiments? How did that work? Well, we gave them a pretty constrained experiment. We made up plates containing all these bacteria. All they had to do was take them out, thaw them up, and, and stick them in a machine that measured how well they grew over time, basically. So they didn't do any experiments on them. Mm-hmm. And now that that's happened, are they, or is, is this an ongoing thing? I mean, now that we have a year and you have these results, what happens next? Uh, well, in general, there's a lot more interest in understanding the microbiology of the space station and of the astronauts, and NASA and others are doing a lot of work in that direction. Uh, for us in particular, uh, we actually won free experiment on the space station. That's how we got involved in this process. And so... We're not really space microbiologists, and so I don't know how much further we would take this. We'd just, you know, publish the results and and see if others would like to follow it up. But there are a lot of people going in this direction. And then would those microbes ever come back to Earth, the ones that are up there? They did come back, actually. And I I took a look at them uh, to make sure that... uh, what we observed from the machine, I could sort of verify by eye. I mean, I just looked at them under the microscope, and sort of a sanity check. And so we have those, yeah, again, in the freezer down at UC Davis. Oh, uh, okay. So they didn't have any problems readjusting back to gravity? No. And, and in <laughs> fact, we grew the Bacillus saifensis. We grew it up again, and it behaved the way it had behaved before on Earth. So oh, it's, wow. It's not That's like it changed. It's just in microgravity, it behaves differently. You bring it back here and it behaves normally again. That's microbiologist Dr. David Coyle. He's a project scientist with Project Mercury, and he's based at the University of California at Davis at the Microbiology Lab of Jonathan Eisen. Dr. Coyle, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me.